All right. Hey, everybody. It's Maggie and I've got Tyler here. Welcome to Are You Afraid of These? And today I will be reading and telling you three different Polish legends. How are you doing, Tyler? Woo! I am pumped. I, uh, I know very little aside that it may have dragons in it. So I'm very excited <laughs> to hear these stories. Oh, awesome. Um, we're also celebrating uh, a year of D's. Um, as Anchor reminded me, that's the free service I used to post this stuff. And uh, it was a year ago, two weeks ago, I think, that I was uh, lonely enough to make my own uh, radio show slash podcast. And I had advertised or had heard Anchor being advertised on one of the podcasts I listened to. I'm like, this can't be that hard. And it wasn't. And that's how the first episode uh, came to fruition. So happy one year, Dees. Yay. Yay. Uh, without uh, further ado, then, I'll shut up and uh, listen. And uh, go ahead, Maggie. Hit us with your stories. Okay. So our first one is the Dragon of Wawel, which is a really famous Polish legend. But it's often told to little kids. And there's, like, lots of picture books and stuff. And uh, I was actually quite surprised when I started diving into this one because there's multiple tellings. And... Most of them I'd never heard of before, and I kind of looked at the history of it. Uh, and so in Poland, there's the city of Krakow for Krakow, and there's a hill called Wawel Hill. And on the top of that hill is Krak's castle. And beneath it, uh, legend has it, there was a powerful dragon that would terrorize Krak. Krak was the founder of the city of Krakow, and at some point he was also the king of Poland. So he's like a historically notable guy. Um, there's lots of uh, versions of this legend, as I said, and the uh, Krak's fight with the dragon is kind of a legendary thing, and it's even thought it was shaped by stories of the Slavic thunder god Perun and his fight with the dragon. Uh, so there's like a proto-legend that might have shaped this legend. Uh, yeah. Commonly, yeah, 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 Inception, exactly. Inceptions of legends. So I'm looking at, I, I will admit, I don't know anything about my homeland or where it is, but Krakow is is basically right smack dab in the middle, it looks like, right? Um, kind sort of. of. That's more oh, no, it's south. not. Yeah, it's that's, south. Yeah, it's south. It's like south uh, central, kind of like... And this is a real castle that exists. Yes, this is a real castle okay. that exists. Um, actually, fun story, the reason that this even is in my mind is because when I was 12 years old and my family visited Poland, we went and we saw... Um, Krak's castle and then we went to the dragon lair at the foot of the hill and there were these like gashes in the metal walls and my mom was very serious she's like yeah the dragon did that I was so I was like what like physical evidence of dragons I mean I'm sure it's like manufactured now that I'm an adult but it's I remember as a little kid I was like I've seen proof of dragons amazing that is I'm looking at an aerial photo of it now. If you pop it up on Google Maps, they have like this rotating air. It's very pretty. Not surprised that it's pretty. Poland's like uh, got a lot of nice scenic stuff going for it. Yeah, it's got um, all red roofs, a lot of parapets. It looks like it has like a big square in the middle. And then uh, it's, uh, yeah, very pretty looking. They've got a statue of the dragon there too now to honor the legend. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I so can't this see legend. It from here. I'll have to look it up. They say that this dragon would terrorize the city um, and he would demand sheep and cattle to placate him. So 
he was very powerful. Lots of dragons tried, or I'm sorry, lots of knights tried to defeat him and couldn't. And so the, the legends circle around how he finally got defeated. And so there's the version I remember, and it was from some Polish children's book. And I could not find this children's book for the life of me or even a synopsis of it online. But I could have sworn that the plot of it was that um, King Krak issued this like plea for a hero to come and defeat the dragon. And then lots of uh, heroes tried and failed. And the hero that finally defeated him was a young tailor who made a fake sheep and filled it with gunpowder, I thought. And uh -huh. that he presented the sheep to the dragon. The dragon devoured it and assumed it was an offering. And then he, from what I remembered, was that he tried to breathe fire and it ignited the gunpowder sheep and he exploded. So it ends that's, with the dragon exploding. <laughs> that That's a fucking amazing story. That's, that is That is the most badass dragon story I think I've ever heard. Gunpowder right. sheep. Blown up by oh, gunpowder yeah. sheep. Ignited by his own breath, no less. And uh, so this awesome. was like my uh, initial understanding of how this story goes. But I found some other versions that are not too bad either. So I thought I'd share those takes. Um, yeah, totally. There's, <laughs> there's another version. I love this guy's name. They actually named the tailor Scoob. And I was like, what, Scoob? <laughs> like, this guy's funny. <laughs> like... <laughs> So I was like, all right, Scoob. <laughs> he uh, He's the clever tailor. But what he did was he made a dead ram that he stuffed full of sulfur. And the dragon ate it. And it, the sulfur made his throat burn and his stomach hurt. So what the dragon did is he flew to the river Viswa. And then he could not quench his thirst. He drank so much that he blew up from drinking too much water. <laughs> so another explosion. dragon's blowing up. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, I guess that was like a common threat. But it was a very only one way, way to blow up a dragon. Yeah. Wow. Violent. I love it. Oh, yeah. And then the other version I found got a little Game of Thrones here. Um, apparently, it was King Crack's own sons that worked together to make the decoy cow that took the dragon out. But afterward, uh -huh. and here's where it gets a Game of Thrones twist the youngest son, Crack Jr., murders his older brother so he could take all the credit. But his dad figures it out and banishes it from his kingdom. And so then this is the version that is also a setup for why King Crack's daughter Vanda was the only successor and what uh -huh. happened to his sons. So it's almost like a legend that ties into like historical facts, I guess, that Vanda ended up being his successor as, you know, this is a ruling party. So I thought that was a little interesting, too. It is. So in I guess. I wonder if it's different in, in Poland monarchies. Can you have a, a female sitting on the throne then by herself? You know, or? I'm not sure. I don't remember. I think that uh, it it's might a whole be other the case. topic, but yeah, yeah. I didn't even dig into that. I, I think that uh, she's expected maybe to marry, but, and, and uh, continue the line. Uh, but I think it's possible considering that they mentioned that Vanda su succeeded him, at least at that point, uh -huh. historically, which I think this is all like 1300 you know, eighty or something. It's a long time ago. Yeah. Um, Very but cool. yeah, that's still there. That hill is there. The remnants of the castle are there. It's kind of a nice little place. So that's really the first legend. It was very simple. The I love it. Next one. You ten did? out of Go ten. I, ten out of ten. Um, I, uh, I definitely that is going on my list if I ever make it to Poland. I'm looking at the dragon statue itself is very interesting because it looks very like I don't know. It looks like it's made out of just like wrought iron and it's very like spiky and it looks like he has like 
six legs or something. I don't know. It's it's unique looking in dragon sculptures that I've seen before. Yeah, it is. And I think he's breathing fire in it, right? He's Smoke. got like flames. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's a, an effect or maybe they have a gas line running through there. Smoke Wawelski? Wawelski? Is so is smoke, smoke yeah smoke, smoke is dragon is, and Vavelski okay. is like of that of Vavel. of yeah Vavo okay very cool all right yeah so um that was like our little warm up legend the next one is a little more involved this legend actually kind of tells why Warsaw or Warsaw the capital of Poland like where it gets its name and kind of like the the lore and legend behind maybe these uh, legendary figures behind it. So this is another one I was told as a little kid. Um, I don't remember where I heard it first, but turns out there's lots of origins of that too. The version I heard was that um, there's two figures, Vars and Sava, um, which make up the Vashava name. Um, and that Sava was a beautiful mermaid and the fisherman was named Vars and he fell in love with her. And the love story was epic. The city's named after them, yada, yada, yada. But I actually couldn't find that legend readily to read but that's how i remembered it as a kid it was a love story between a, a mermaid and a fisherman and a kind of a positive mermaid story because hans christian anderson's story was kind of a bummer i don't know if you i don't think I, we talked about it much yet but it was kind of sad but at, yeah from i don't remember all of it but like the core elements are there right she gives up her she doesn't give up her what does she give up to have legs I think is she it loses her voice? her voice. Yeah, I think it is. Like Disney kind of cribbed that, and I think it was her voice. And then he never picks her. I think he's. I think she loses for his affections, and then she commits suicide and becomes seafoam at the end, or something awful. So that was like, a, just like a famous sad mermaid story. So this is like a nice mermaid story. <laughs> um, there was another version of the story, um, though, and and it was apparently about the Polish king Kazimierz or Casimir that he had gotten lost in the forest while on a hunt and he found a hut in the woods. And in that hut, there was a woman who had just given birth to two children. And so to honor the King, she had him name those kids and he named them Vars and Sava. And he gave their, her money to build a bigger home. And that home started to become like a settlement area. And then that area began to grow. And then it just became the, the capital, Varsava. So Totally, totally a zag, you know, like this other version of where, but they still agree that it's Vars and Sava, two names, but completely different story. They're siblings, they're babies, the king is involved. So that was kind of random. And then I found another version and this one I really liked and I figured I would just read it to you um, if yeah. you're okay with it. Of so, course. Long ago, there were two mermaid sisters living in the Baltic Sea. And both sisters were quite bored of their lives. The first one swam to a Danish, Danish port and ended up being the protector and star of legends in Copenhagen. Um, this might even be a nod to Hans Christian Andersen's mermaid story. I'm not sure. I didn't have time to dig into that. But the other sister, Sava, went to Gdańsk, which is also Danzig. And she traveled down the Wisła River. And then she ended up in a part of... Uh, the Viswa where it's going through Old Town, like what's now Old Town Warsaw. But right at that wow. point, historically, it was like super underdeveloped. So she's like, this is nice. And she stuck around in that area. Um, fishermen began to notice that uh, someone was cutting their nets and letting the fish out. So they wanted to trap the offender. But unfortunately, when they 
caught something in the trap, they were very astonished that it was actually the beautiful mermaid Sava. And Sava was no, super charming. Fishermen oh. were being Sorry, I would say, so the fishermen were being murdered by the mermaid? No, no, she was cutting open the uh, nets and letting oh, the fish out. I, yeah, for so some she, reason, I thought you meant throats. I was like, oh my god, this is dark. No, 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 she wasn't murdering the fishermen, but she was murdering their livelihood because she was cutting all the fish out and letting them out. And so they were like, who the fuck is messing with our fishing? Like, and why? Because it didn't seem to make sense why someone would just let all these fish out, like, You'd steal it, maybe feed your family, but no, just free the fish. Like they were very mm -hmm. surprised. But then, of course, it was a half fish lady, so then it, I guess the dots connected for that. Right. Um, but she was so charming and beautiful that they actually couldn't kill her. They let her free, and she said that she would entertain them and offer them stories. So they'd gather and listen reverently as she told them stories. And I guess her voice is like uh, legendarily beautiful, so she'd sing. But one night a rich merchant was traveling down the river and he saw Sava and he just got like the comic book, like ka-ching dollar bill eyes. He was like, this is going to make me a ton of money if I could capture her and sell her because obviously this is like a miraculous creature. So he imprisons her in a net and decides to uh, sell her off. But of course, a young and incredibly hot fisherman's son named Vars Here's Sava crying for help, and he cuts her free from the net, kind of like a, almost like a good karma turns around for her after all the fish she saved. And yeah. so Sava promises Varus that she will protect the areas, thanks. And he gives her a sword and shield, and she becomes kind of a superhero-like protector of the area. And the area develops, the village becomes a town, becomes the sprawling city of Varshava, and it's named after Varus and Sava. Um, and there's statues all over town, actually. And I remember seeing at least one of these statues. There's, like, statues of a mermaid holding a sword and shield in, in, in Varsava. And I think that that's got to be a nod to this legend. Yeah, so, and this, I'm you know, looking at them right now. Love, but take a look I at just, them. They're cool. Yeah, I sorry. I've been, like, as you've been speaking, I've been Googling some of the things and looking at images. And, like, there's a there's a handful. There's lots of reliefs, it looks like, at least four or five different statues. And, yeah, they're, it's the, you know, topless mermaid with a sword and shield, which is pretty badass. I don't feel like a lot of cities have a mermaid defender. No, they don't. And even more interestingly, like, she's almost like the superhero of the story where she protects the city. She's not just like a sexy siren or anything. She really was the hero, you know, female hero that ended up protecting the area and letting uh, Varshava become what it is today, which I think is kind of neat. Yeah, it says um, it was on Warsaw's coat of arms in 1390, so that's pretty cool. Wow. I did not even know that. That's amazing, though. And I, I'm not surprised because it's really imbued in, like, the aesthetic and decor of Varshava. I absolutely love it. This is, like... If the dragon story wasn't cool enough, like a warrior mermaid, <laughs> like that's you just keep upping the ante here. That's really badass. I love that story. So she, like it, the rest, kind of fades into legend. Did she have mermaid half kids with the the fishermen or anything exciting no. like that that they? No talk idea. About? No, no idea. And it's like not really explained what happened to like other mermaid folk, what's the lore leading up to it? It just kind of right. picks up there and let's go mid story where now she's going to protect the city. You, It's kind of implied because, you know, they make, they go out of their way to specify that both she and Varus are extremely attractive. So they might, they might've tried to make more, but who knows what the yeah, biology yeah. of that is. Yeah. As I was saying that, I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. 
Um, anyway, well, awesome. I love this story. Another 10 out of 10. 11 out of 10. Oh, really? 11 out of 10? 11 out of 10 for because it has, you know, <laughs> boobs in it. It's fantastic. Yeah, I get it. Um, well, I think that you're seeing a theme that they're just getting better and better. And the last story I have for you is actually probably the best one because oh it's my just... God. Oh, yeah. It's so wacky and it has, like, Game of Thrones vibes. It has just... Like the kind of like legend logic where something really crazy is happening, but I guess that's just how legends are. Like legend, uh, legend logic. <laughs> um, so yeah, this next one is called um, the Legend of Popien, uh, who is a historic prince of Poland. Um, and the name tells you nothing. I his name almost sounds kind of like Pope, but that is a mislead because there's like really nothing to do with that. But. Um, this is something I remember reading in Polish school. Um, for listeners that are, might not be familiar with other Polish people, like uh, Polish kids in the U.S. often go to Polish school, which is like often on Saturdays to learn about their like culture and their background and to learn to read and write better in Polish while they are getting their education in the United States, just to kind of hold on to a thread to their um, home culture or whatever. So I went to Polish school and this was, definitely in a history book of some sorts like a book of legends and history that that we read at school so i remembered it very well and yet what i remembered most about it was just the ending and the ending is buck wild and so i was like wait but well, how does it even get to that you know so i did some research and i can tell you with uh ease the full story if you're ready if you're ready to hold on to your butt for this crazy story i'm holding on to my butt as we speak <laughs> Good. Okay, so here we go. Diving in. Long ago, there was a prince named Popiel. He was not well liked as a person or as a prince. He was known to party it up, go hunting. He didn't care about his people and their needs. He was also super obsessed with his new wife. And so he like definitely put her first before his bros, so to speak. Like he was like, nah, forget the kingdom, forget everybody else. Like it's just me and my girl now. I think we've all known someone that's been like that historically, at least. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> so his uncles who were great knights in Poland um, were really worried about him and why he didn't care for his people and there was they had their own fair share of supporters they were like very dignified and, and wise men and they tried to be his advisors and they tell him like hey your people are struggling uh, everything's untended and, and disrepair but he didn't care so then his own people started to come to his castle and plead for help but he didn't care either he continued to choose to spend time hunting and hanging out with his wife. But occasionally, he'd find himself laying awake at night and he'd kind of think about it. Like, you ever get the like late night anxiety where stuff comes up that you hadn't thought of sometimes in years and you're like, oh, okay, today is my scheduled like worrying night? Uh, no, never. I'm perfectly comfortable with all the decisions I've ever <laughs> made and will ever make in my life. And that does not oh. affect me. <laughs> Dan, what's that like? No, but yeah, he has that same issue. <laughs> he's got that same issue. He lays awake at night and he's like, maybe it's me that's the problem. But his wife's like, no, don't worry about it. You're a good ruler. People are just jealous. Like your uncles are jealous because you're a prince. So Popio was like, okay, fine. But he was really worried about a rebellion because he felt like his uncles, the knights, were so much more popular that if the people backed them, he'd be overthrown. So he 
is kind of like laying awake one night and airing this to his wife. He's like, listen, maybe I'm not the problem, but my uncles are the problem then because they are really popular. No one likes me. I think they're going to take over. So his wife is like, yo, I have a plan. Have a huge feast at the house. Invite everybody. Invite the uncles. They're supporters. Invite everybody. And then she kind of looks at him a little villainously. And she's like, and then we'll party. And then we will rid ourselves of our little problem. And then they kind of smiled at each other, like, treacherously. <laughs> and so I don't know if you're familiar with Game of Thrones, but uh, the party turns out a little, little messed up. He does exactly as they planned. Everybody comes. He's got mead overflowing in the cups, and he's encouraging everybody to drink heartily. His uncles, their supporters, all these people that he felt uh, threatened him. And he gives a whole speech at the beginning of the party. Popio's like, I'm changing my ways. I'm going to be awesome moving forward. Thank you, uncles. Drink up. Here, here. And he lifts his cup. Everybody starts drinking, and he doesn't. Because... The meat is super poisoned and they're all dying left and right. The whole great hall is just everybody, all the guests, like mass death, horrible. Just puking, dying, bleeding out, nasty. Mm -hmm. I know. I don't know. It's like the Red Wedding, right? Like, in yeah. Martin, you shill just stealing from Polish legends. Although this probably happened a lot in general, I would imagine. I mean, this is like a in really history. good strategy. Yeah, it's a great strategy. Invite everybody, kill them all in mass. Like, amazing. So foolproof, foolproof, exactly. So they did it, and his wife and him survive. And then, in the dead of night, their servants dump all the bodies in the lake to hide their crimes. And uh, people of the area are kind of cowed by this. They're like, "Oh shit!" Like you know, it it certainly does uh, stifle a rebellious urge when. Yeah, don't fuck with the know. prince. Exactly. Like, this is like a mysterious amount of dead bodies wash up ashore from the river, and everybody's just like, ooh. So, but there is some karma coming because in the days following the murders, very weirdly, Popio's castle started to have a mouse problem. It seemed like from one hour to the next, there would be more mice. The peasants began to notice mice were swarming toward the castle and around the villages, and they whispered, that it was a divine reckoning coming for Popio. Soon, the mice were literally everywhere. In the castle, the keeps, the gardens, the horse stables, everywhere. Like, it got to where it was swarming with rodents. Like, you could not even walk. There was just rodents, carpets of rodents. And Popio and his wife got freaked out. So they sailed for a tower that was on an island in the lake that they lived by. And they were like, ah, the mice can't get over the water. We're going to be safe. We're going to wait it out. This weird mouse problem is going to get better. We're going to go in the tower and wait. So Popio and his wife swim across. They go into the tower. They go to the top floor of the tower. They lock themselves in. And they wait. And they wait. Well, the mice swarmed together and swam across the, uh, the lake. They reached the tower. And they devoured the base of his boat so that no one could escape the island. Then... The mice, by tens of thousands, began to swarm into the tower. Popiel and his wife hid, shuddering at the top. But they would hear this infernal chaos of mice squeaking and scraping and scratching. And seemingly, it just turned into a deluge of mice. And they were rising and rising like water from a flood through the tower. Finally, the mice reached the floor with Popiel and his wife. 
And then in this like solid undulating murderous wave, they set upon them and engulf them. And in a shrieking, clawing swarm, they devour the prince and his wife whole. And that was it. He got his reckoning. And to this day, I know. And to this day, this tower stands there and uh, on an island by Lake Gopwa. And it's legendarily called Mouse Tower for this reason. And the people of the area are like, yeah, that's what happens when you fuck around. You'll find out. Well, but so what happened? Where did the mice come from then? No does it, idea. Does it say? I'm like, nope. I'm like in my head thinking like, oh, are the mice like the souls of all the uncles and stuff that he killed, or they're just they're just divine retribution, sort of, huh? That's how it felt like reading this. Like it, it's really not explained. I mean, this feels mm. like a magical experience, right? Like it feels like supernaturally large amounts of mice to accomplish mm. this. Uh, but it's never explained. Like, it feels like there's got to be something, like a wizard or an enchantress behind the scenes, but they never really fleshed that out. They were just like, yep, nature turned against him, the mice came, and he got got. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, it's called Mouse Tower? I just, yep, I'm gonna Mouse Tower. Pop it in. And is it, uh, but it's not on, uh, is it on an island? Oh, it is. Oh, look at it. Oh, interesting. So it's like a little white and brown capped tower. It's cute. Yeah. It is cute, cute. Like the mice that devoured them. Okay. Yeah. That's wild. Interesting. Boy. Well, all right, Martin. We know where you're getting some of your uh, inspiration from, clearly. Uh, that's interesting. We'll rate that one, though. The last one is 11 uh, out of 10. 12 out of 10. Woo! 12 out of 10. 12 out of 10. That is uh, wild, yeah. Um, it it kind of, yeah. I. That's interesting. I wonder if it was if it's been because it's so bright in color. I wonder if it's been like restored or, or if it's like oh, continued too. to. Interesting. So this is outside. It says outside. A small island in Rhine, outside of Bingham am Rhine. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's it, but the one in, the one here, it's because uh, it shouldn't be by the Rhine. It should be Lake Gopal, and that's in Poland uh, somewhere. Um, there might be more than one house tower out there, but that that could totally be too. Yeah, I did send you in the chat like Lake Gopal, and then there should be an island and a tower there, or maybe not. Maybe it's all oh, the way up. I see. Well, as we learned before, a lot of countries share. Especially it's something as close as Germany and Poland, they share legends. Um, as if you remember way back in the one of the, the Polish folklore episode, uh, the uh, sea star and Vasily, that tale is kind of told in in other cultures. It, it allegedly comes from Russian, but you know it's kind of mixed as if it was Austrian or German, and you know they all kind of tell similar tales. So. Um, Definitely not hard to think other countries have adapted it. No, and it's all, it, I tie it back to like our Baba Yaga episode too, where we talked about like my campfire theory where someone might have traveled and, and made camp and entertained across Europe and even Turkey and other places. And then these Baba Yaga like character traveled too with them, like, and then got absorbed into local culture. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely true. Um, because again, you know, bringing back even to some more reason, the yokai episode. That's how um, that's how the yokai tale started. You know, they were you know people traveling from country to country and bringing bringing their tales with them. So you know, it's kind of origin of of all those things. It's really interesting. Um, those are all fantastic stories. I'm pretty blown away. Um, and it's also weird. Like I've never heard any of those stories in my life like if you would have asked me if i knew about the dragon of krakow or you know the mermaid of warsaw i would be like no i i don't think my mom's ever talked about them i just never heard of them um so thank you those are all really awesome tales you're welcome i'm, sure... I'm so glad you know because like that's my fear is like these legends may die if we don't keep telling them so that kind of incentivized me too to want to like share it and pass it on because it's also like super isolated to polish culture and i think they're pretty neat stories yeah i again that's really what spurred me to start doing the show is like you know i wanted my mom to tell her stories so i could you know have them and not forget them and there's a yeah there's a a good reason to keep oral uh, storytelling going on and i i hope we're doing a, a, our small part here <laughs> on this I really think corner of the internet <laughs> I've learned um, already from you. I really have. So I think so. I mean, hopefully people are entertained by what we're sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I um, I Those are all definitely on my list for if I uh, get to visit Poland in the near future, which is kind of like on my short term bucket list is to, you know, go to the countries that I'm I'm from. Uh, we'll see what I get to do this summer. I haven't really planned a whole lot just yet, but uh, the year is young. How is uh, how is your new year starting out so far? This year is starting out pretty good, I gotta say. Like, I feel like the pandemic is kind of roaring down, and I'm starting to feel more motivated and energized to work on certain things that I've kind of put on the back burner. I don't know. I'm just getting a lot of good energy and vibes for this year. But what that's, about you? That's awesome. Let's put that out there in the universe. Yeah, yes. I we at work. Um, you know, work still started really hectic this year um i forgot we haven't done an episode since the new year have we no i forget no because the the yokai one was before uh christmas yeah work work started out with a bang we had a big episode on the uh cta um other than that uh i think just getting through these two well, not two winter months here. I like to say, like, I just have to get through February, but we all know <laughs> that's not true. You have to get through May here nowadays. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's forget right. to get any warmer. But yeah, work work is uh, it fluctuates back and forth. Is like COVID's affecting us right now. We're in like they call elevated uh, because of the numbers, and so we we have to do more testing uh, than we were getting to um inside again so uh you know just it, it it's it can be aggravating but it's you know it's for everyone's safety because we've already had a few instances where you know an actor's gotten covid and we had to rework our schedule because of that and that's no good for anyone so uh other than that there's a lot of sweet horror and fantasy games coming out the dead space remake came out which i won't shut up about it's awesome they had they had no reason making a remake this good but they did <laughs> so um yeah uh that's exciting i started talking to a few friends who i'd like to do uh interviews on the show i know i mentioned just to broaden some of our topics 
a little bit. I have a uh, a friend that I would like to come on and talk to us about UFOs. He's a he's a um, a very famous YouTube researcher. Ooh, <laughs> but I really? think <laughs> they'll be interesting to least. Um, I have another friend that I would like to bring on to talk about um, quantum physics, and in uh, whichever regards to tenet they want to relate it to. Um, and then I have a third friend I would like to bring on to speak to us about uh, Haunted Archer Avenue and the Haunted Southside, Bachelor's Grove and stuff like that. He's a, a teacher and historian, uh, and I think he'll be really interesting to listen to. So over the coming months, those are some of the ones I'm going to pepper in in between whatever else we uh, figure out. And when it gets warmer, we definitely have to plan to do a... Um, a uh, research episode where I actually go somewhere again because we haven't done one of those in forever. So, not since the grease factory, and Getting, I'm really, yeah. really eager for it. I'd love to go check out something that's just got a creepy energy or a weird yeah. story. I want to feel it out. Something, uh, yeah, something we can do when it's uh, when there's not six feet of snow. But uh, yeah, there's there's a couple spots around here. I'm gonna take another look through the uh, that haunted. Um, uh, Chicago book I have because there's definitely um, there's definitely a whole ton of spots like in the city. I was trying to find some things more uh, local around here, but definitely if we go into the city, there's plenty plenty of haunted spots to go to. So that might be an idea. Maybe I can do a haunted bar crawl uh, episode because I've definitely organized those on my own. I just never did a recording at any of them. So that's fun. We'd have to figure out the challenges of. Uh, sound uh, noise pollution though when we are doing a <laughs> recording of but a pub frog there's yeah some, there's definitely some definite noise there I think if we go on a on a not so busy day or during the day it wouldn't be so bad versus like at night when they're busy um, yeah some of some of the haunted bars around Chicago at least around my area are are fairly small they're not that big I probably like say like Red Lion is probably the biggest one out of uh, all of them and it's it's uh, not that big but. Um, yeah. That's all new to me. I've never even heard the name Red Lion, so oh, yeah. I would be going into this knowing nothing, which got... is ideal, you know, ideal for these kind of episodes because you tell yeah. me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they got good poutine too there. Oh, um, stick. Well, cool. Um, man, thank you so much. This was an awesome treat to uh, get to listen to. Uh, I don't know if you have any closing words about Poland or Polish legends. I would definitely love if you come across some more that you want to tell. I would love to hear more of them. And because uh, this is, yeah, this is goes up in some of my favorite episodes so far. Oh, yeah, I'm so glad. No, I think that uh, I think I said what I needed to say. I feel almost challenged, like I got to find more Polish legends, but I don't know if anything else comes immediately to mind. I might have to go into like more esoteric stories. I'm all about esoteric. That's for sure. Oh, okay. All right. Awesome. Well, everyone, you have a good rest of your week whenever you're listening to this and uh, try and uh, stay out of the snow if you can. And yeah. Stay well, everybody. Until next time. Until next time. Take care. Bye. Bye.